The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys and now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It is Thursday, February the 10th, and that means it is time for another episode of The Draft Show, brought to you by Miller Lite. Hi there. I'm David Hellman in your in your radio or your headphones, however you're digesting this podcast. I'm joined by my buddies, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broadus, Kyle Yeomans. You know the drill. Jeff. Who's the last player you watched? What's with all the tough questions? That's not a, t- <laughs> that's not a tough question. I don't know the order I watch them in. Uh, I guess Kirby Joseph was the last one. Who is he? Uh, Kirby Joseph is a safety out of Illinois that would be a really nice player in the third round, Dave. Senior Bowl. Safety. Senior Bowl guy, right? Senior Bowl guy. Yeah. Yep. He's a Senior Bowl man. He falls in behind the... Uh, Top two groups, I guess. Okay. Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, which you can't have, so don't worry about it. Sure. Daxton Hill, Michigan, which for me is a cheater grade. First, second, so somewhere near the end of the first round. Second round is Jaquan Brisker, Penn State, Jalen Petrie, Baylor, Lewis Seen, Georgia. Third round is Kirby Joseph. I'm actually really glad you did that. We got a question about the safeties, so we can get into that in the second segment. ha by the I, way, it's not as cold outside as you think it is. It was when I left the house this morning. You have on a hoodie plus some sort of fur it's, jean jacket. Yeah, thanks, man. The it's mountain, very stylish. Mountain man, yeah, like he's doing Denver Bronco radio. I like mm-hmm. to look stylish if I think I'm going to be on camera. Is that okay? You are looking good. Thanks, I'm sorry, man. I'd like to take all that back. No, it's you're okay. you're looking good. It's okay. Mm. Uh, how's everybody else this morning? Great. Wow. Great. Yeah. Nice little synergy there. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. I asked Jeff about a prospect, but what yeah. I want to do today, and Brian, I think you'll appreciate this. Um, this is the frustrating thing about doing a draft podcast that starts in January is there's just a whole lot. We don't know about what this team is going to look like on April 30th or whatever day the draft starts. And I think you're going to stop doing the draft show for a while. No, I well, figured out. No, I absolutely don't. But I do think it lends itself to some interesting conversations. If you remember financially, you and I don't need this thing to stop. That's a fair point. Let's not (laughs) keep doing it. I was thinking four times a week. Yeah. Kyle and I don't get paid by the appearance. No, you guys can. Brian and I are going to do two more a week. Yeah. (laughs) Just be you two. Godspeed. But if you remember last year. It's a great example with yeah. Dak Prescott. Like, we wasted a lot of breath on quarterbacks yeah. before we knew that Dak was going to sign his deal. Long-winded, where I'm going with this is, if you follow the Cowboys, you are aware. Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence have been in the news recently. Uh, they're whispers about their futures. There's some uncertainty there. The Cowboys are projected at $20 million over the salary cap. Uh, maybe they're disillusioned with what they got out of those two players last season. And I just kind of want to take a deep dive at, at what that might look like and how that might affect the draft. And and so let, let, let's just take a look at it. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Free agency is still a month away. The start of the league year is not until mid-March. 
But can you envision that? Why would the Cowboys do that, and how do you think that that would affect them heading into this draft? I think that they would do it. You know, the, the, the easy flip of a switch would be the Dak Prescott stuff to get the money. Now figure out from there where you want to go and how you want to shape your team. You know, talking to people outside of this building, you know, there's guys that believe that, that Tank Lawrence is going to be asked to take a reduction. You know, and whether he says yes or no could very well affect how things go uh, for him and for the Cowboys going forward as far as the defensive end position goes. They've also got to consider what's going on with Randy Gregory as well. Do you take that money and then try and, and rally and get Randy Gregory? I think Randy Gregory is open to any ideas that you have, talking to some people once again in the, outside the organization. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will affect how, you know, you, you've got to have a path to you know where you want to get to under the cap and then give yourself the opportunity to go get some guys. This team, obviously, and the reason why we start talking about the draft here in January is because this team likes to draft. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, that's something that they tell you. Hey, you know, they, we, we're glad we have Will McClay. We're glad we have these scouts. We're glad we do this 24-7. So I, I think that the way, you know, once they figure out how they get under the cap, then now you'll start to see the direction of go. And it could. You know, let's see what you know happens with Amari Cooper. You can't totally blame Amari for what happened last year. I don't blame him at all. But we did plenty of shows, I know Jeff and I, that June conversations that you have is over and under, Amari Cooper, 1,200 yards, um, you know, CeeDee Lamb, over 1,200. You know, you do these shows and you're, every one of them is, yeah, over, yeah, over, yeah, over. And then you get to the end of the year and everything is under. And you're like, okay. And there might be some, you know, some talk about, you know, with Amari Cooper, he does – he plays banged up. He does go out there and do what he has to do. There's probably some things that happen because of the vaccination issue of missing games. You know, that's that, a fair point. You know, so all these things come into play, and how they look at their draft is that they once they flip those switches, now it's like, okay, here we go. This is what we have to do. You know, you don't want them to force. You know, they, they've forced players before, and we've got on them about that. We've got on him, and we've talked about, hey, just take that best player. And it's worked out for him a couple of different times. I think they're open to that. But, again, it's about getting everything in line, say, when we get to the start of the new league year. Spot on. Because even Stephen Jones, when we were talking with him in Mobile, talked about that. The reason why they've taken C.D. Lamb la- or two years ago and Micah Parsons last year was because they set themselves up for success by at least covering their bases. They weren't necessarily excelling in a couple of those directions. and uh, I mean, in a couple ways, at least this year, you saw Jaron Curse. That was supposed to be a hole filler. Yeah. He ended up being an impact player. And that's the kind of value that this front office has to find this year, especially after paying your quarterback. It's it is. It's tough. There are tough decisions on the horizon. And with guys like Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, you would like to bring both of those guys back. But the reality is you're probably only going to bring one of those guys back real quick. Cutting Demarcus Lawrence would carry a cap charge of 19 million and save you eight. If you were able to finagle a trade, it would be the same exact number. Mm -hmm. Same goes for Amari Cooper. A cap charge of six million, a savings of sixteen million. See, now this is where this That's is where you decide which one might be going. I yeah, this don't is disagree. this is where you know you have the discussion about trying to use then Amari Cooper as a trade piece. Sure, if you're interested in moving on from him, okay. I was going to go somewhere else, but that's interesting. What? It's an idea. It's not something. I mean, to me, what do you think you could get for him? 
I, to me, I'm using him with him in 24 to try and go up. And now the next trick is the draft show needs to figure out who you're going up for. <laughs> you know that that's. Oh, the we thing. can find a guy. Now, I mean, I'm not worried okay, about that. if you're trying to help, if the if the if you look the the first wide receiver we've talked, uh, Jeff and I did a show with Dane Brugler and we had this discussion last night, is that you know when you look at the Jets. You know, and Dane says the first wide receiver he has going off the board, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Ohio, Ohio State. State, going to the Jets at ten. Okay, well, I'm going to give you an established wide receiver. You know, for your trouble, for you know, for your pick, I'm going to give you an established guy, and I'm going to let you come and pick at twenty four. So you use maybe you use that to your instead of saying, hey, we'll flip you a two, or we'll do this, or whatever, or flip you a one, whatever. You know, I think I think Amari Cooper. You know, if you you know, to me, if I'm if I'm the Jets, I'm sitting and I'm looking. Wow, I can have an established wide receiver, mm-hmm. and I don't have to draft one that can, might be maybe. You know, I mean, everybody wants to draft the next you know the next big receiver. I mean, the league has put a couple of them. If you look at Chase, the last couple of receivers, LSU, both LSU kids have done a really good job in the league. But everybody's looking for that next one. You know, and maybe maybe Wilson is that guy. But but I'm I'm going to give you a chance with your young uh, quarterback to have a guy that's a route runner, a catcher, you know, and all those things as an established pro. That's what I'm going to try and give you to move if I can. That's an interesting thought because I if if you want to move and if they'll take the deal. I'm but I'm targeting three spots. I'm going to three spots. I'm trying to go. You might want to go to the Commanders. The Commanders are a team that tried to sign him before. Mm-hmm. So you say, okay, well, hey, we'll, we'll let you come up, and maybe you'll feel more comfortable about your quarterback at 24 than you would at 11. Trade him within the division, eh? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm really not interested in your feelings now. <laughs> yeah. I'm really not. I'm I'm trying to win games. What about the Ravens at 14? Is that the third team? Yeah, you know, I think to me that you look at to me the spots were the spots were 10, 11, and 14. I think were the three I was looking at. I would love to look at. I'm looking at the cap situation for these teams. You know, the the Jets have. Yeah, that's why I started. That's why I started. The Commanders have 30. Yeah, I don't know about. Yeah, the Ravens maybe not so much. Just nine million dollars in cap space. Like I say, you're going to need spots, and you know, you maybe could float the ideas and stuff. I, again, it, it's just it's something, if you're going to move on from Amari Cooper, do it in a way that benefits maybe him and benefits you. Mm-hmm. Jeff, can you sell me on a path that this team improves without one or both of these players? Oh, absolutely. Do yeah. it, please, now. Because um, <laughs> I'm not feeling the optimism. I can't sell you on them being better man for man on paper at all but i could sell you on how in the world could this team not block for two months if you have an offensive line that is competent and a quarterback who is further removed from a major surgery than a calf strain plus a shoulder and training camp if you get your quarterback back to the way we're used to seeing him consistently play and you get him protected and you're able to block light boxes which is asking very little of an nfl offensive line i'm asking you when the numbers are even can you block them the last two, three months of the season, the answer was no. So will you replicate the number of turnovers you forced on defense? Probably not. Will you be better by subtracting two Pro Bowl caliber players at important positions? No, not on paper. But if you give me my quarterback back and he looks confident and decisive and he's protected and you can run block, yeah, your team could be better. So I when, believe that. When you're trading up, if if you're trading up and you're using Amari Cooper as that piece, is that meaning go and get 
in front of the Eagles to maybe try and go get your Linderbaum or maybe go? I think that would be the tough part. And, Brian, tell me if you have your brain in a certain place when you're going up. I might go get one of those tackles. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's uh, Cross. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. – maybe it's whichever, like whichever, whichever one of those tackles falls – because I, I think Neal is going to go. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Evan yeah. Neal's the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I think the Alabama left tackle um, should go number one, but they mm-hmm. may pick an edge guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cross is your number one. He is. So you would love that. I, I mean, would absolutely. If he's love there that. In, yeah. at 10, 12, 14, and you yeah. go get him, yeah. it's a perfect understudy for Tyron Smith, but can he play guard immediately, or am I trading up to have what, a guy well, watch? Well, what I'm doing, actually, what I'm You're doing. Trading Tyron too? No, I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting <laughs> Lyle Collins at left guard. And mm. I'm playing cross at right tackle. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. What if, Lyle's, what if Lyle's not game for that? Well, then I'm getting on the phone and I'm talking to the next team in the second round that would like Lyle Collins. <laughs> okay. I mean, he doesn't totally have a, a an option. I mean, I guess he could say uh, you know, no, but it would be all right, all right, then you're not going to play football. And uh, yeah. well, that's going to make teams not want you very much. You're not going to play football here. I don't, it's, it's just, I, it's an interesting thought. I do, th- I mean, he, a guy with that kind of, Stature with some money in the bank has a little bit of leverage in terms of. I think he lost he his. Le- I think guard? he lost his leverage really when he decided that he didn't want to take drug tests and things like that. That's fair. I think that you know it, allegedly, it, sir. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. So you're you're ready to move and shake is what I hear from. Brian's making you. big time moves. Brian's not messing up. around. Captain trade up. You know, th- I he, do not support that. By the way, captain trade up is, is all, um, well, evil. Uh, you would, the opposite only side of trading the... down is allowed. You would support it if it didn't take one of your picks away, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. actually am pretty happy about picking at twenty four in this draft. I am too. Because yeah. when you ask me, like, hey, if you could trade up and let's say it's six or eight spots, who would you pick? Yeah. My answer is going to be one of the guys I'm planning to pick at twenty four. You would already pick there because yeah. the league's just going to sort it out for me. Yeah, like the three names that I'll just keep throwing until they're all off the board. If they are, Kenyon Green, Texas A&M guard, Nicobe Dean, Georgia linebacker, Tyler Linderbaum, Iowa center. There's a better than based on talking to my huge draft insider Dane Brugler last night. There's a better than fifty percent chance that one of those three is at twenty four. Yeah, and I'd be going up for one of them. And I don't have a giant preference between the three. I'd be thrilled with yeah. any of them. So. I don't need to go up, Would you but go, if you wanted a corner or an offensive yeah, tackle, then yeah, then maybe, you could. Maybe one of those corners. I mean, if you really there's the, go get Derek Stingley. Stingley, sure. Yeah, people are people are whispering about Stingley because and man, you just friggin' gritted your teeth bigger than you're Texas. not a shoe guy. No, no, it's been two years plus since he put good tape out. I watched his tape from this year. He can still play. UCLA game's pretty good. <laughs> still, he is still a sticky son of a biscuit. See, see, then there's the then there's the when he wants to part see, of it. Th- there you go. I mean, again, and I ripped Kyle for doing that the other day. But uh, the, 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 What are you saying? Stingley doesn't like sports? Where you got him? No. Oh, yeah. no. Fourth well, round, right? I, you got him in the fourth? I absolutely. It's funny. I'm, you have him in the first? I think Stingley's an interesting conversation because he's got top <laughs> three pick talent. Sure. But I could see him. I mean, he's not going to slide to like, I would be shocked if he's there at 24. But I, I could, he's the second corner off the board. I could see him sliding. I could, yeah, but where I, is I, that? I'd say what, when I... F- could be anywhere from see, 9 or 10 to 24. What I learned last night in talking with Dane and these conversations we always have with each other is that his range on Lindenbaum... Was sixteen to thirty? He said sixteen to thirty, and I go, is there is there a bigger gap of? And and he said, well, maybe these quarterbacks. 
maybe these quarterbacks will have a bigger spread. We're gonna get to that of where they can go. And I'm kind of thinking like sixteen to thirty. I'm like, wow. Well, because okay. Linderbaum's not gonna go to a gap blocking team. No. So no. it limits the options a little bit because you're not going to have a six foot two, 290 guy and you're going to tell him, hey, your job is to so, tee off on the nose tackle and move him five yards. So your job is going to be we're running stretch, we're running zone. Yep. So that limits your So when options. he when he go, when he goes to when he goes at eight, <laughs> are we just going to look at each other and like, yeah, we had him right the whole time. Yeah, I mean I mean no, seriously. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes eight. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Tyler that's Linderbaum's a top ten player in this draft for me, easily. Yeah. yeah easily. And, and that's what I mean and you know in uh you know Lance Sirline, another guy Lance really knows these offensive linemen really, really well. And he's like, listen, yeah. this is a top eight player on my board. But but again, he's and he mocked very... him at like 30 or yeah, 31. Exactly. Wow. Is that I... just because of size? Is it question marks there? Oh, that's the thing. He's a 295-pound guy. Yeah. That's what he is. I'm loving this conversation, but before we lose... I'm the... sorry. I, no, I, no, no. I took you down a bad Bef- path. No, that's what the draft you, show's for. Wherever you, take, you end up. No, Brian, you take us down great paths. But I... Sometimes. You don't... <laughs> the impression that any of y'all are sweating this uncertainty with these all pro caliber players on the Cowboys roster. It's it to me it's going to work out either, you know, they they're, they're going to do what they want to do and they they're, they're going to ask Tank to take a pay cut and he's going to tell them to no, he's I'm not and then if they move on from him, Tank probably feels like he could get 2 years 40 million dollars. He could get 20 million a year from somebody out there. And if you could do that, you turn down your yeah. opportunity to make less. You yeah. say, absolutely not. Thank you. I'll move on and yeah. get guaranteed money again. Yeah. We talked more about Amari at the top, but what does that look like? Like, what is. I think that's more cut and dry myself. You just give I, that I, money I, to I, Randy Gregory and I think call it a day? I think that's the, you know, then now it turns into, okay, all the. Uh, Jeff's going to give you a name, a bunch of names of really good wide receivers to think about in this and draft. You post June 1 him, right? That way you save you 19. S- you save more you money if you do that. split the hit over yeah. two years, yeah. and in theory, you're saving 19 this year, but you're also going to eat eight million next year but I again I'm trying to if I know that I'm going to move on from him I'm trying to use him as trade bait I'm using him to go up instead of having to use a pick I think if I if I want to go get one of those tackles pre-June 1 trade you only save 8 million post-June 1 trade you save 19 not to mention I think Tank's deal makes him harder to move yes because you've you've read oh no I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking about the Tank thing is either going to be oh you were talking about Amari I'm talking about Amari yeah trading yeah the only one I really could think about was the Amari one myself that I mean that's the one that to to me that's a a younger wide receiver an established what 27 yeah Established wide receiver, trying to help a team with a young quarterback. That's why I targeted the Jets at 10. Now, have any of you considered the uh, alternative to talking about Amari or Tank being gone? Which is, some fans would like this team to be all in. So I went on overthecap.com the other day. You flipped a bunch of switches. I, I checked everyone who you could restructure. I mean, if you just restructure everyone, yeah. you keep everyone, and you have $50 million to spend. It's going to hurt later. Wow. Because we're moving tank money, Amari money, Zeke money, Dak money, Collins money, Tyron money, Zach money. (laughs) Two years down the road, you're. It's going to hurt. Yeah, you're you're done. It's going to hurt. I'm at at the lake. You're going to be the Saints. You guys can handle it. You're going to be safe. Your coach will quit. Oh, I'm getting close to getting to the lake. Yeah, you would end up in Saints territory where your coach just quits because he's like, this doesn't look fun anymore. Got to go. And it's like, wait, but you did this to our cap. It's like, I got to go. I'll see you guys. Goodbye. New TV. That's what you're supposed to do when you have a chance to get. Get a championship, though. This team just won 12 games. You don't have a chance to win a championship? I don't know if they're as close mm. as the Saints were during that window of time. No, I'm just asking. I think you could probably find a medium there, right? You can find a balance. 
I would I would restructure. You could restructure Amari. I would restructure Amari. I would do that. I'm not trying to play without him in 2022. Am I crazy? No, you're not. I don't think you're crazy according to me or you or him or him. No. But we don't get to pick. I was going to say, that's <laughs> it's not our decision. Brian, Brian makes the very apt point of like, they're going to do what they're going to do. <laughs> no, and we're no, going to just no, talk no, about we, it. 31.2% chance Amari Cooper's here next year. There's a mm. 54.2% chance Tank's going to be here. He's good with these wow, percentages. I've learned this working with him on the radio. I think there's a better chance Tank is here because it's way easier to, to understand to your savings with one. Way. Like with sense. him. Yeah, Tank is with just him, harder to move. Yeah, with Tank, you're eating. Twice as much as you're saving. Right. With Amare, you're saving two and a half times what you're eating. I just yeah. think it's much easier in terms of the math of what you're looking to do. Which one's easier to replace, though? Because I'm looking at this neither, draft. I know. Neither one are going to be. I'll tell you what, though. This filled. defensive in end, theory a the receiver. Edge, the edge spot is a lot easier. Brian's going to sell me on George Karloftis. Is that what I think? No, I'm just I think, in theory, get... receiver is much easier to replace than good edge player. No, I, to me, there's a couple of deep positions. I kind of, you know, I. We were talking last night. Linebacker's another one. Edge, linebacker, receiver, safety. I mean, there's some good positions. Some, yeah. you know, the Cowboys sitting right where they are, I think, are going to be fine. But again, if you want to go, the only reason I would go up, in my opinion, is if I could get maybe the best corner or I could get the best offensive tackle out of this thing. That's what I'm thinking about. Because I might have a chance of getting the center at my spot. Sure. I th- I do think there's a plethora of wide receivers available all the time now. I'm going to counter myself real quick, but you are talking wide receiver one, like real life number yeah. one. Yes, and number one wide receiver about versus time for that guy Pro Bowl. Lamb to grow up. I think. Yeah, Ooh. versus kind of my thing is CD Lamb. Hey, you te- has you the theoretically spot. should have a wide receiver one. You do have one. You pa- you drafted him at 17. He had over. Well, if Amari's gone yards. now, I need a wide receiver two and a wide receiver three. Yeah. Well, if you don't keep Amari, are you? Yeah, I think they would at least keep one or the other of Michael Gallup and or Cedric Wilson. So there's your two potentially. Maybe your three. I would like you're looking Cedric later, Wilson later probably down. easier to keep than than Gallup. Than I would rather Gallup. even Gallup. with the ACL. You think? I think I think I think people realize that Gallup will be healthy and ready to go. Uh, really, he really just good. had surgery. I know, but I think you'll be. I think people will. He'll be ready in August. I'll be. I'll ask the gang of seven. I'll see what they say. I think I want to keep Gallup because I don't want Cedric Wilson in the way. Cedric Wilson's in the way because he plays in the slot, and that means CD's not in the slot. You're in my way. I would very much. I would prefer to keep Gallup, and I would love to try to do it on like a one or two year situation because of the injury. I mean, Mm -hmm. it sucks that he's hurt, but he was hurt the whole year, wasn't he? Yeah, more or less. Our receiving core could be Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, and either. Jalen Tolbert or John Mechie? Bam! I'm cool with that. I mean, that two, sounds great, actually. Two, two of your three are going to like miss training camp, probably. But, so? I mean, no, that's Who cares about training camp? A lot of people. We don't count games in training camp. That's fair. All right. <laughs> that's a lot to consider without a lot of answers. But, uh, I don't know, hopefully, I, I think it's important to just kind of I'll lay that out, at least. From Georgia, These are the conversations way. that are going to be had over the next five or six weeks. Just what? tell people the truth. Like, if you're, if you're looking here for all the answers instead of just whimsical music yeah, about the that's, draft. that's what we're here for. Bad news, baby. Your boy likes the podcast format. Wherever we go, we go, and whatever we say, we say. It's perfectly said from Jeff. We'll be right back after this break. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. 
Sweetie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes Taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let Taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Head to AT&T Stadium March 5th and 6th for the legendary Western Weekend featuring the 2022 PBR Global Cup USA and the American Rodeo. Don't miss this fun-filled weekend. Capped off with a performance by Grammy Award-winning superstars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. I actually know those names. That's awesome. Get your tickets at SeatGeek.com. The official ticket provider of AT&T Stadium. That's March 5th and 6th. Welcome back to the Draft Show. Those South Americans are good bull riders. Is that right? Yeah. The, the Brazilians are really, really good at this bull riding stuff. I will take your word for it. The North Americans, know. too. Don't know much yeah. about it. We're yeah. good bull riders. Yep. We're running late, so I'm just going to hop into it without any fanfare. Twitter on Twitter, the 20. Twitter, Twitter on the 20. You know it. Thank you. <laughs> Just right off the rip. Man, that was late, dude. I, I, oh, we, we, it was a robust conversation. It's okay. No, let, we're staying on track. I was just saying it was my fault. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> Andrew wants to. Andrew wants you to compare Jabril Cox and Nakobe Dean. Are they similar or not similar players? Mm. I will say they are very not similar. I agree um, with that. Yeah. Jabril Cox, if you're a draft nerd like we are, my Jabril Cox very optimistic comp is he played college ball like Fred Warner played college ball. Lanky, long, smooth, easy coverage guy. Not necessarily a good run defender. Now Fred Warner has turned into that. That's Jabril Cox. Like long, big, rangy, but Veteran not fair to say but not violent physical run filler. You're drafting yeah. Jabril Cox or you drafted Jabril Cox for what he does away from the line of scrimmage. Correct. You're drafting Dean for what he does at the line of scrimmage. The, the, the biggest or behind it, the biggest difference in my opinion is that when you watch Cox play at LSU, he didn't always see it as quick. That was the thing. Once yeah. he saw it though, he was gone. He was gonna go get it. With Dean, Dean sees it before it's happening, and then he's gone. 
that that's the biggest difference. You talk about long, lanky, and all that, and tall. One is six two. One is six foot. You know, there's a difference. But different they both every way. But they go to the ball. The thing about it is, though, it's the how he initially sees and diagnoses the play. That's the biggest difference in my view. It's that quick recognition and the the first step ability. Dean is so downhill and so fierce whenever he does see that supercharged Nick Bolton. It's, that is him. It's easy. Call. It's easy to draw comparisons between guys that wear the same uniform, but and he's not as big. But Dean just reminds me of Roquan Smith. The yeah, way that yeah. he's see that. right on the ball carrier the minute that he gets the ball, yeah. like he's just always there. The, the comp would be more between Devin Lloyd and Jabril Cox if you wanted to do okay. a linebacker in this class. But again, I think Devin Lloyd is a better prospect because he is also good coming forward, making mm-hmm. a bunch of plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But he's your longer That's coverage. Good. Good job there. I alluded to this in the first segment, but Mike just wants an idea of what you think about the safety class, the top of it at least. And we talked about Jalen Petrie on on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think there's some really good safeties. We've mentioned Kyle Hamilton. I think he's a generational type safety. I think he's going to come in, be a starter, and immediately be a star in this league, even with some of the height and maybe some of the quickness or concerns just based off of how big he is for the position. I don't have any concerns. I think he's a phenomenal player. Dax Hill right there from Michigan as well. He's a phenomenal player. Lewis Sign up at the top. Jaquan Brisker uh, signed, by the way, from Georgia Brisker from Penn State. And I really like Sterling Weatherford Hmm. out of Miami, Ohio. Saw him at the Senior Bowl. Got to watch a little bit of tape of him last week, just kind of in passing. I haven't done a complete report on him yet, but I like some of the stuff I saw from him. Another long, lanky, rangy safety who can play over the top, center field guy. Uh, I just think there's a lot of top-heavy guys in this class, but you can go down the list. I know, jokingly, the the tongue-in-cheek was Jalen Petrie. Sure. I think there's guys in that range, second, third, fourth round, that Cam Taylor-Britt out of Nebraska, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. You moved him to safety from corner is what you did? Who? Taylor Britt? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. There's some people projecting that. Yeah. yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I just get the sense that... Kyle Hamilton should be one of the first 10 or 12 players picked. Yes. And then it sounds like the rest of the good safeties in this class. Wow, do we get to 10 with the Jets? Ooh. Now now you're talking. That's exciting. If you're telling me you watch him some more. If you you (laughs) don't like him. I I watched like a half of a game of Kyle Hamilton because, I'll be honest, the guys who you're not going to have a shot at. Why bother? I wasn't in a hurry. I'm not. Why am I trying to watch I watched Aiden Hutchinson last night for the first time. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Because what do I care? Right. No, I'm with Uh, you. Is he impressive, though? He's very good. I actually would take Thibodeau over Hutchinson. I'm there, too. I had him that way as well. Um... I feel bad now. I need to change that. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, two both just, saying I don't that. Agree with y'all. I'm out of. But that. yeah, like Kyle Hamilton. I was watching him. I was like the six foot, two hundred twenty pounder that keeps falling over. Like that's the top five player in this class. But I watched like a half of football. He's so. pretty good. Which game did you watch? He's pretty good. Because I think Cincinnati. There's, no, there's not a whole lot of wasted steps in his Let me game. See. Doesn't step Cincinnati. In the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I watched Cincinnati. Like he makes one great play where he blitzes off the edge and yeah. jumps up and bats a ball down. You're sure. like, holy crap! That's a condor that runs really fast. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I I'm, saw on his tape the rest of the time. And then I'm watching other plays and I'm like, okay, he can't cover receivers. The stop and go isn't very good. He gets mm. stuck in space. Um, so I'm look. The whole world doesn't think a guy's a top five player and he's not good. So I just need to watch him more. Just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> but well. The point I was going to make is, outside of him, the rest of these guys sound like 
30 to 60 type of players? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that sure. range? Yep. Well, you know, I thought last... Well, Hill might go before that. Yeah, the thing, when I, when I was watching Dax Hill play from Michigan the first time, I thought that was Dallas's pick at 24. Could be. Wow. I tweeted about it. I'm like, I just watched Dallas's pick at 24. This was he the play when safety. I first, he play... first started, you know, in December looking at Dan these players. Dan Quinn guy. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, though, too, though, with these say, and Dane made a really good point last night is that maybe some of these guys that we think that might be 20 to 25 or 20 to 35, whatever guys, if we, I don't think we're going to get our normal number of first round players, 18 to 20 guys. Oh, no, I have four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You're going to be down maybe seven or eight guys. So, wow. guys that you thought about that might be, you know, at 17, maybe Green might be that example. I think a lot of people have Green, the guard from A&M in the first round. If you don't, if you don't have some of those guys like that, oh, Weidemeyer, the tight end from Texas A&M. I don't have him as a first-round tight end, but he might be taking it 21, 22, 20, somewhere right around there. You know what I'm saying? So Let him go. Bring me Trey McBride. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. There, there are plenty of guys. I'm just saying, though, that there's a lot of people that, that the number, usually that number is 18 to 20 of first-round grades. And if you only have, like Jeff's talking about, you have 11 to 13 first-round grades, that means there's going to be a lot of those guys like from 14 on on your board. You're trying to tell me to prepare for chaos? I'm, yes. Oh, yeah, this is going yeah, to be a wild one. This is going to be fun. This one's going. We always say it's going to be fun because of quarterbacks, but maybe the lack of them mm-hmm. is going to make it fun. Remind me to go back to the safeties because that's the topic, real quick. Okay. But just for fun, because like the guys, even I know it's early in mock drafts. Who cares? They're just fun little exercises. But guys who are really plugged in, they look very different. You'll see Tyler Linderbaum in the top ten, then you'll see him at thirty-one. Mm-hmm. You'll see Nicobe Dean at number eight, and then you'll see him at number twenty-nine. You'll see Devin Lloyd. Same thing. He goes twelve. Nope. He goes 26. Like, uh, Stingley, is he going to go 3 or is he going to go 18? Like, it's going to be all over the place, and you'll just see what happens. And the safety class, I think it's a good safety class. I if do you too. need a safety, I like this class. I do too. I, you have to see what happens because we are talking about ranges. Is there a chance that Kyle Hamilton, Daxton Hill, Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Petrie, Lewis Seen are all gone by the time you pick in the second round? Yeah. Yeah. But if not, one of those. Is a good second round pick. Yeah. Kirby Joseph, can I get him in the third? The Illinois guy, and Probably. there's still guys I got to watch. Yeah, but Verone I'm, McKinley uh, out of Oregon. It's like Richie Grant and Trevon Merrick all over again. Except, but I in this case, they place, were like safety two and three. Yeah, I'm talking about, about safeties safety. five better. and six. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. Actually, you're going to have a shot at drafting a starting safety in the second and third round. This lends itself well to the next question. Sports to Trill wants to know. That's his name. Love it. Uh, best a, a best case scenario in a best case scenario for the Cowboys. How many of these quarterbacks could you realistically see going in the first twenty three picks? Three tops. I think Corral, Willis. Pickett. I don't know Willis. I don't know if people will like Willis as much as I like Willis. I think he's going to test really well. Oh, he and I think yeah. He'll be up well, and it's quarterback starved league. Everybody's not going to be able to trade for Rodgers or Watson the, or whatever. The first one, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, the Commanders, Carolina, Car- Washington. Yeah. Give me another team that could take a quarterback. Three uh, could be gone. How about Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, they they've already got well they got the kid from A and M. Yeah, and well I guess Mom's Zimmer's gone, but yeah. Mike Zimmer, Zimmer told yeah. you what he thought about tell, him. I, well, and I'll tell you what Kellen Mond is, okay? And one school out there, don't listen to this. He can't play in the NFL. Mm. Pick another quarterback. He couldn't complete passes outside the numbers in college football. It's true. He ain't playing in the NFL. I'm looking at it. I mean New Orleans in there. New Orleans, uh Denver. 
Washington, Pittsburgh, maybe Minnesota, maybe you Cleveland. You could get three gone. Maybe Cleveland. Maybe Cleveland. You yeah, could get Cleveland three gone. could be there. You could get three gone. Or it could be an EJ Manuel year where one is gone. I mean, Howell's got a <laughs> Howell's got a Howell's got a shot. I think Howell and Pickett. I mean, me personally, I have it Willis Howell and Pickett. That's how I have my order. So. At least two will be gone, and I bet three will be gone. I like Where's, where's Corral I like, on that list? Is he's, he's the first one. Oh, the top he's, one. He's Sorry. the top one. The other, the other three guys, I had the second-round guys. Gotcha. Jason has a senior bowl follow-up. What are your thoughts on Daniel Falele, the mm-hmm. gigantic Minnesota tackle, oh, and Darian Kennard out of Kentucky? There's such a thing as too big. Mm. Oh, you look around all terrified like that. That's what he does. That's it. what he does on a radio. He he'll, he'll like this is his way <laughs> of lobbing the grenade, drop the grenade, and then move. Yeah. Well, I just I, like it's it's fun if you can be a nifty. What is he six eight three ninety or whatever? He's nuts. But it's just like you're gonna. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but I've already seen things about the Jets where they're like, "Hey, Mackay Becton, wait, where is he?" And it's just like a giant guy who you guys can tell me how he did the Senior Bowl. My understanding was he was all right. Eh. I wasn't particularly so, impressed. I mean, not that he I don't, got beat by all the quicker guys. Right. Let's just say yeah. that everybody who had any kind of sp- speed coming off the edge, any kind of get off, six eight three ninety. Yeah, that's WWE. The problem is, like, you, you look at a guy like Neil, and you understand why Neil was that big and that then be first round player. Sure. And then you watch this kid, and then you see the lack of foot quickness, and yep. then that that's the thing that really that kind of takes you back. And he gets really tall out of his stance, and it's hard for him to move. And Jeff's right. There's a point in time where you're too big. Evan Neal's as big as you're allowed to be. Yeah, when you're 357, it's a lot different than being like 379 or whatever this kid is. He sure as hell looked. I mean, it's it was wild looking at him, like huddling up with the dude. other guys. Uh, him and Trevor Pitting well, me, just looking across okay, from each other. Was people, people are going to talk about, remember Orlando Brown coming out of Oklahoma? Yep. Remember how, I mean, that's a guy that was 6'8", 345 pounds. Okay, and at, tested as the worst athlete. And tested as the, the worst league. athlete, and f- next thing you know, he's playing on Pro Bowl play. Pro, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for every time that you might think that these guys can't, maybe the lack of foot quickness and all, someone's going to remind you of Orlando Brown in that whole thing. Um, um, about Kennard, yeah, thoughts first. on Kennard. Yeah, I didn't necessarily think he lived up to the billing in Mobile, mostly because I think he's banged up. I think he's got a knee issue. He's wearing the braces on the knee. I mean, this is one of the most experienced guys in terms of college football and actual snaps throughout his career. I'm not impressed with the hand strength, with the quickness and the timing with his hands. I was a little. I thought it left a little bit to be desired, especially when going up against guys like even Travis Jones and company throughout the week. Yeah, this is Kennard. So I don't know. I, I was. I was going into it expecting him to be the best lineman there. I used the word lumber or lumbery or lumbering yeah. six times in my notes. He doesn't look. It's not a word I want in my scouting. He doesn't report. look smooth. He he'll looks lock clunky. you up. He'll move you. He's strong as hell. Yeah, but he lumbers. Yeah, the thing about it is the thing is the balance. Yeah. I mean, you watch him and something when his head goes down, he is toast. You know, I mean, and a lot of offensive linemen, when they lunge or they get overextended, and a lot of it has to do with what Kyle's talking about, your hands, where you put your hands, hand placement, your punch, the ability to, to sit down with your bend your knees and stuff. And this kid, he is, you're right, though. I mean, he is massive. He gets movement in the running yep. game. There's times you see him like guys can't get around him or through him. But then again, there's those balance issues that kind of like it's, it's, you grade him on 60 plays, 65 plays. Five of the plays, it's like, Oh God! What just happened? Yep. Kind of a thing. So, I think I know why John asked this question based on our first segment. Uh, he notes that Amari Cooper 
what helped him so much here he was a very he was Dak friendly he got open he got separation he made life easy on Dak was Amari Dak friendly he was in 2018 for sure I think was he Dak friendly in 2018 or did it give you a good receiver I mean I think because like I feel like the thing with Dak is well I, I think love, I love Dak I'm a big Dak fan but like Amari Cooper I think a lot of people over the last couple of years you would have expected more catches more yards I think that's fair I think and Dak was hurt. My reasoning for this is Dak, and I think his accuracy has improved over the years, but Amari Cooper was just a guy that was easy to get the ball to. Sure. sure. He'll get open. Uh, with, in that, with that in mind, is there a receiver like that? I get basically a route runner, a technician, if you will, that you've seen in this draft class. I've got one. David Bell from Purdue. Just a he was good for six, daily fantasy when I didn't two. know who he was. Really? Yeah. yeah, he put up big numbers. Wow, six foot two, two hundred and five pounds, and he—I mean—he's one of those like traditional X receivers, and he's—he plays bigger, but he plays quicker than what he looks like even on paper with the two hundred five. He has great route running ability, very sharp in his in his cuts, and I think he can catch the football pretty well. Good pinpoint accuracy with the or being able to high point the ball. Good receiver. One of the three guys that I've watched, and so I'm pretty pretty solid. I'll tell you. <laughs> I feel good about this guy. I, feel, guy. I feel good about him because he's better than the other two that I've watched because I, I, I kind of started I'll give middle. you a guy. I'll give you a guy. We, and we mentioned him because I wasn't it's sure. Tolbert. No, it, Tolbert is good. No, Tolbert can catch the ball. You're absolutely right about that. Is he a route runner, though? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He is. Well, I would say he, he, I would say the vertical he is stuff. A, he's vertical a, stuff is great. He's yeah. a technician. Yeah, like gotcha. he is one of those guys. Changes speed. The reason that he gets open deep, even yeah. though he's not a burner, is the same reason he gets open on other routes, which is he knows how to get to the corner, get him head up, stem him. Yeah. If you want to use football change terms, pace. he knows how to stem him. He knows how to change speeds in the route. He knows how to make you think I'm doing something I'm not. Yeah. Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama, second round. I'm cool with it. I'll give you a guy. When I watched Drake London, again, mm. I talked about the USC stuff. Fight on. Mm-mm. I thought he was a bigger version of Adam Thielen. Holy cow. That's what I thought, catching the football. Okay. He was listed at 6'5". There's no way he's 6'5", right? I, 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 he, he's a big boy. <laughs> big boy guy. He's a big boy. <laughs> Thielen, Adam Thielen is 6'2", 201 when he came out. So, But I thought he, I, like I said, I thought he was a bigger version of Adam Thielen when I watched this guy play. Because he lines up inside, outside. He catches the ball all over the field. It doesn't matter where it's thrown. It's coming, he's coming with it. I mean, he's going to catch the ball easily. You talk about a guy that's very quarterback friendly. This kid right there, because USC struggles with that quarterback. They've got all those high priced guys out there, mm-hmm. and they play him like, you know, they shuffle him in and out. This guy, they target him like 13, 14 times a game, and he comes away with 11, 12 catches every single time. I mean, he is a guy, when you watch him play, what he, I mean, I just, you talk about a friendly, quarterback friendly player. That's the guy. And it's dumb to try to predict the exact range people are going to go in, but I'm going to throw out a name that I think is going to fall between your first and second round pick, most likely. Okay. Chris Olave. Oh, yeah. geez. That's, yeah, that's the second one you Solid. mentioned. Like, yeah. If you want a route yeah. runner yeah. and a technician and a smooth operator, that is yeah. the smoothest dude in this class. I mm. love, we talked about this on Tuesday, but like he was, he was the name to know on Ohio State at the start of the year. Yep. And now he almost feels like an afterthought. And so we learned and what a jigba was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now 
now it turns out that the draft Wilson, eligible ones yep. aren't as good as the one who's staying. See, I mean, yeah, it's like Alabama running back. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Garrett, listen, Garrett well, Wilson is wide receiver one in this matter. draft for me. He's yeah. wide receiver one. And he, you and he wasn't the best one on his college team. The My current defensive tackle number one is at Georgia. Maybe my DT one and two. Oh, my God. They weren't the best you, defensive tackles on their you team. talked about this draft ineligible. Jalen Carter. <laughs> I want him. He wanted, okay. yeah. When does come the 2023 back. draft show say, start? Come back in 2023, man. Can we tank this year for Jalen Carter? Tank the draft. How high no, do you think No, tank next year. We need to, listen, let's eat some dead money, get all the contracts off the books that you Get it want. out of the way. Yeah, and let's try to get no. in the top five next year and get Jalen Carter, Georgia, D-tackle. Here we go. I'll tell you what, I, I like what you're doing there. Thank you. I, can I go back with the lobby real quick? Yeah, of Just, course. How many picks can we get for Dak? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> No, this is a this is no. a, this team will let you talk about stuff like Put that. Cedric believe it or not, anybody else would get fired. You just want to run like the wind. Uh, just team? say one thing about a lobby real quick. Yeah, Cooper Jeff, Rush won a game. That if the lobby like most college players, it's like get one foot down and bounce kind of a guy. <laughs> this guy's always getting two. Sometimes he, three. He knew he was going to be in the NFL. This yeah. guy knew he was going to be an NFL receiver. Every time you watch him tight throw, whatever along the sidelines, end zone corner, whatever, two feet, two feet, two feet. He's not trying to just drag one. He's yeah. dragging. He's putting two down. He's knowing, building habits. Knowing knowing that, but he's a slight guy. I mean, he's a six. Not going to break tackles. Yeah, he's gonna... six one. He's one hundred eighty two pounds. I don't want to hear mean, the slight stuff anymore after uh, Devonte Smith. I mean, no. No, but Devonte. The difference is Devonte Smith is a more explosive mover, yeah. so he can get off press and do a little more after catch. Like Olave's super smooth, he makes but he's not so going to really make you miss it's after. He's not going to run through an arm tackle. God, I, he might struggle against press, yeah. but if you tell me you can get him in the slot or get him a clean release, Chris Olave will be open. Are you going to put him in the, the slot over C.D. Lamb? Because earlier no. you said you wanted C.D. Lamb. I was Lamb about to say, no. is yeah. that troubling for I'm you? Trying to go um, get you make it interchangeable. X. You do make a make it all have work. Them both play a little bit of everything. Yeah. Which is fine. You go get a guy who can do both. Did you just trade Dak? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was trying did, to get yeah. Jalen Carter. Oh, okay. I, I, oh uh, yeah, okay. Where's number 88 at Georgia? <laughs> and you'll know because you will. the you two want, defensive right. tackles that are about to be you drafted in the first round eight years look of, like they're eight, terrible when they're next to him. Eight years of doing this, you've so, learned. You pick up other guys as you're trying to watch the one guy you're trying to study. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff's trying to get rid of the franchise quarterback for a defensive tackle. Yeah, go it. after him on He's Twitter. Really I'm doing give, give I will have you know that I am clearly doing bits to express my love for that defensive people, tackle. People, yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah. All right. I, I, I have a good one from Steven. But it, it Steven Jones? Not, uh, no, Steven with a V, not Could a PH. Could be. Mm. Okay. I don't know if Steven Burner. listens to the show. Burner count. <laughs> Somebody, I, I know people inside the organization listen to this, so if you're listening, shoot me a text and tell me if Steven listens to the draft show. Thank you for not firing me from this one yet. We <laughs> will be back after this break. We are all kinds of behind schedule today, but stick with us. We'll be right back. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. 
Cowboys fans. If you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Essilor. I'm wearing them right now. Oh yeah, Essilors. Yeah, you get those. I need to get some new ones. Essilor kind of sounds like an elf from Lord of the Rings. They're really nice folks. They do a great job. Awesome. They do a great job. Vanity Fair. Really do. Vanity Fair did a big expose on the Rings of Power show that's coming out. (gasps) They did not. It's good stuff. I'll send it to you. Thank you. It's like a podcast you two can do. What is going on? Let's get it. Jeff. Jeff and I are talking nerds. Yeah, Middle Earth. Both like the new show. Yeah, on HBO Max. Dirt on the face, guys. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's going to be a mud on the face show. Right. Mud on the face guy. <laughs> all right. That's what it should be called, mud on the face. Look, all Shout out to Tom Bombadil. That's all I want to say. And you can dress up like one of them. We don't have time to do Wear this. Wear some leather. You, Brian, some, you had some fur on earlier. Brian refused to watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> but he wanted so desperately to be part of the conversation <laughs> that he would like read the recaps. He's like, oh, that show's stupid, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to be able to now talk about it. Tell me about, about this damn dragon that's whipping everybody's ass. Basically. Our buddy Skin would do the same thing. He would watch like eight minutes and then just start screaming about dragons just the next day. He'd be like, what? That dragon stuff, huh? Just watch the wow. show. Wow. watch the show. Yeah, mud on your face show. Right. Yeah, maybe Jeff and I will launch a Tolkien podcast. Maybe Let's we'll go. Do that. Hilarious. Let's so go. this is what I wanted to talk about anyway, sort of. But Stephen, all right, so we'll start, with, we'll start with Stephen's question. <laughs> How do you pre-free agency? We obviously know a lot's going to change, but how do you rank right now these needs: receiver, linebacker, safety, edge. 
Right this second. Right this second. Right this second. I, we can't predict what's going to happen between now and March. Okay, this is going to change, and it doesn't matter because it's also the least valuable position of the group. Technically, right now, safety's number one. I agree. And linebacker's yeah. probably number two. There you yep. go. Because you don't have enough on the roster. There you go. Um, Just pure bodies. You need them. you got to sign them. you got to find a way to fill those holes prior to draft. Once day. we yeah. get to – because otherwise, your starting safeties right now are Donovan Wilson and Israel Mukwamu. Yep. Those would be your starting safeties. Those are the only They're two, the only two on the contract. Yeah, and goodness. your starting linebackers would be Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons, and you have Francis Bernard hanging out somewhere. He's and, there. And that's it. Um, you don't have enough players at those spots. They will fix that in free agency, and this sure. order will change. But today, that's it. Well, Randy Gregory's a free agent. Edge is a need. And going back to My our man's absolutely right. receiver and edge, again, this ties into what we talked about in the first segment. I just He said it's gonna if it changes. I'm terrified at what that could look like yeah. in a because month. Because right this second, you could play receiver because you have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Simi Fihoko. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Well, and if you bring back Jaron Curse, this whole list could flip. Because I and agree with you on the order. It yeah. could completely reverse. It'll, conf- yes. it'll be wide receiver first, then edge, then okay. to linebacker. So now try safety. to predict the future for me. What do you see it being when all is said and done? Wide receiver first, then going into, <laughs> into well, edge. Well, okay, let's do most likely that they will plug with a body they believe is capable of starting. Because in theory, they're going to get all of it filled in, right? They're going yep. to... Get, That's what they do. They'll get random year. free agents so that they can draft close to their board. Because of the way they seem to value safety, I would imagine they're going to bring at least one of them back. Yeah. And safety will go away as one of your Safety needs. will become, I think safety will become either three or four. Right. Safety will probably go away. I'm yeah. calling my, I think, I think Malik Hooker is a starter here next year. Okay. I think Hooker and Curse are back, in my opinion. I don't know about Curse, I man. think the reason why Curse would stay is because I think he would take a little bit less money than he could get elsewhere just to be back with Dan Quinn. And is Dan his Quinn, market value what we think it is? Like, we know he had a good year. Does the, does rest the, the league, league think that he had a good year? And is gonna, I don't know. Well, if also you might be in a situation, too. We were talking about all these safeties in the draft. Somebody might say we don't need to go get this guy. I mean, we'll that's just fair. draft a kid. Yeah. I just look at it in the sense that Curse is a seventh-year vet, drafted in the sixth round. He signed here for one mil. Like, he's never had a real NFL payday. And so if somebody offers him something, I, I could, yeah. he's going to—I would take it. He's yeah. going to—he's like, this might be the only chance I ever have to make good NFL money. But why couldn't you get that here, though? Because Dan Quinn could go across the hall and say, I need we this We don't guy. have no money, I know, Kyle. I know, I know, but Cowboys Whenever don't pay. Everything that's Randy's getting our money. Out. Yeah, maybe. That's probably right. Let me ask you this, though, guys. The number one need, if, if all things flip, is, is going to be wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because— Left guard. Well, you're yeah. You were talking about early, and you, and you mentioned you mentioned about the whole thing about the the quarterback and blocking right. and all that stuff like that. But if this guy's got nobody to throw the ball to, yeah, you, you got to help your quarterback, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what receiver by committee. You and I lived receiver by committee. The worst, yeah. The we worst, lived that. like eight weeks ever. Yeah, we lived that. So, Ricky but, Gallup was but, the best receiver. Okay, maybe? if you want, if yes. you want to throw, if you want to throw in the sneaky, it's not a sneaky need, but. The left guard spot is a need, it, unique, unless yeah. unless they address it with putting their golden child at right tackle and moving Lyle Collins to left guard. Yeah, that's that's where that's where this thing can that that they could take everything out of now adding a guy or two. Sure, let's do it. But as far as a need, if they move Collins, that's going to take them out of draft in a green or somebody like that. I believe. Bold, my bold prediction, or you can tell me if it's bold. Okay. One of their first three picks 
and quite possibly two is going to be a receiver. I don't think that's day that one bold. or two. They will pick a they're, wide receiver. They're, they're, yeah, they're looking at receivers. I don't think that's that bold because I think. I mean, here I thought I brought something spicy, bold, and tangy to the table. Anything's you possible. Did. You to did. tell me it's bland. If you, you would have said that in bland. the middle of the season, it would have been bold. If you would have said that in week fourteen, yeah. hey, they're going to go get a wide receiver in the first three rounds of Punch the draft. The I'm just not opti- I'm just not optimistic. There's this glass between us. I can't get to you. Well, you have good reach. You're former offensive. Yeah, line. you might cut, my, might cut my Swing arm. your arms down by your kneecaps. He got me on Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah, you reached Kyle. <laughs> Got over yeah. here. I don't know. I just, ogre. I don't know. It's it's early, but I just think the writing's on the wall. I just think that's the one. That's kind of the one position, or maybe you could give me another one where you're like, I promise you, their first three picks, this position will. Be I kind of still offensive th- line. I, I still kind of feel like linebackers in that top yeah. two. No, I, I would say, honestly. I'd, Odds we hit them all there: offensive line, wide receiver, and linebacker are the first three high. in some order. I think there's a high chance at that. When do you think they would have to make a decision about LC if that's going to happen? And I have heard no rumblings from I anybody. I would want to give him the whole offseason to do it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. See, we won't. You won't if hear that because but even we, then, go we, draft we, and center. Though. We need to be smarter about the questions that we might ask when that pre-draft meeting about moving guys around. You know, that I mean we might not see this until we get out there to the. OTA practices. No way. And they're no. already and then Lyle Collins is playing. Well, now off guard. you just called and, me out. So and you can but tell. No, I'm going to no. make it a point but, but, to ask about it no, at no, the combine. But I'm but I'm also saying this though, the question needs to be asked: Is there any consideration of moving? See, to me, after after the failure of the second time, well, it really wasn't a failure. But when after after they moved McGovern out, I would have gone ahead and put Collins over at guard and put Steele at right tackle yep. just to see. Give me four. Hey, we're not running the ball. We're really not protecting. Is it really the problem at the left guard spot? And I would have, I would have at least looked at that to kind of get an idea. But to me, personally, like I said, if you go up in this draft, I'm going to go get one of those tackles, and I'm going to move Collins to the left guard. That's what I'm going to do. That's that's the guy I'm going for. If I'm going, I'm going to try and fix this off. So your dream my cor- scenario is Charles Cross. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to go, I'm going. I'm going to get one of these tackles, and I'm going to. And then what happens when the left tackle breaks down? I'm going to take Cross. I'm going to move him to the other side, and I got Steele, and I'm going to plug him in. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. I was starting to get excited, and then I remembered that this future doesn't involve Amari Cooper, and that bummed me out a little bit. Yep, not going to lie. Trade down, pig's eye on Johnson. Captain trade down. It's my early captain trade down dream. Would he be your trade back guy? Yeah. Okay. Austin College guard Zion yeah. Johnson. Yeah. I think some NFL teams will have him as their top guard based on listening to people. Yeah. Uh, and I love Not him. Not wrong. So, yeah. Zion Johnson, you move down. Find me a way to get another second rounder or early third or whatever. Another thing to just throw in here, and I mentioned this a moment ago, but if you're doing these two scenarios and you're fixing the guard spot and the tackle spot and you're a little bit thin at wide receiver, you're also going back to Tyler Biotish at center again for an entire NFL season. Am I crazy if I don't think that's a big deal? I think it's okay. Well, that's what I'm asking. Is It's not a a terrible idea. If I could draft Tyler Linderbaum, I would do it in a heartbeat. Because he's Tyler Linderbaum, not because you But I I do think – I think it's easy – If you can't get Linderbaum, you're probably not upgrading at center. That's what I'm saying. I think think it's easy to just dog Tyler Biotish. Like, I don't think he is like – just this problem that ruined their offense, you know, and that's kind of they took turns being problems. I was about sure. to say, no, was, I mean, he's not. He's it wasn't not, all on Williams and McGovern. He's not Travis Frederick, but no. I don't think like if they don't upgrade that position, I don't think it's going to like sink their offense. I kind of feel like that there's some centers there 
this Alec Lindstrom from Boston College. Boston College. College. Yeah. I kind of feel like that if they're really looking for a guy, there's, I mean, if you miss out on Linderbaum. Where do you have him, Lindstrom? I have him in the third. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, him and the Parham guy from Memphis, I know that's a conversion from a guard to the center spot. And it might be a little bit of a flip there, but I kind of feel like there's there's, there's like third round guys. If they're really interested, if they miss out on Linderbaum, there's some centers that, that could be just as good as what the, what you're playing with right now. Jeff joked about this on Tuesday. I don't joke. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Did our guy Green play center at all at A and M? I know he played tackle. I don't believe he played. I've I, heard all five spots, but I've I never. Thought seen, Dane said that last. Yeah, night. Dane said all five spots. You can I, see I, our I, talk I at YouTube.com/slash Jeff Cavanaugh. Yeah, um, plug that thing, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, YouTube page. We did a draft thingy last night with Dane. Um, I didn't think he did, but I I'm I not going to doubt Dane him. either. So I didn't see him. I, I know he him. played right guard, left guard, right tackle, left tackle I've seen last him play ta- year. I've seen him he play played all four. I've seen him play tackle against Alabama, and I've seen him play guard against LSU. You know Just that kind of stuff. Thinking out loud. That's all. Yeah. Let's see if I can figure out the Kenyon Green yeah, situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. Too. I just want to see if he ever played center. Yeah, I've never seen it with my own eyes. I've not either, and I don't think he did last year. But that doesn't mean that he didn't at some point, because he can play wherever, and he's a badass. Yeah. I think I wouldn't mind doing that. Like, I mean, or trade back with Zion for Zion? No, pick Green at twenty-four. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, and I do want to say, position flex means nothing if you're not awesome. Yeah. I just want that out there to don't, the world because they tell you about position flex yeah. and like this guy can play some guard, some tackle. Yeah. No, most guys that they tell you about position flex, it means he can't play. Kenyon Green. Can, can play, play all of them because he can play. Zach Martin could play left tackle tomorrow. You know why? Because he can play. That's a if really like, great oh, yeah, point. Oh yeah, he's kind of a guard, kind yeah. of a tackle. He can't play. Micah Parsons can rush the pass because he's he can, Micah Parsons. Because he I can think play. Yeah. Along that line, we can probably put like Connor McGovern as center to bed. Can't play because wouldn't you have done it by now? Yeah. 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 Like he doesn't have position well, flex. I believe, he's not quite I good that, enough to be anything. I don't think Joe Philbin was a big fan of his. Yeah. That that was a problem. It certainly doesn't seem that way. I'm not a big fan of Joe's. This was fun, guys. We got into the weeds a little bit. Very. I'm. We're going to call this the hypothetical show. Uh, yeah. Good conversation. This um, was a good draft show. Thank you. I want you to know that you did a great job. Absolutely. Bring bring this energy every time. I would, trade up, I would time. trade up for you. You mean bring my medicine? You would trade up for me? I'd yeah, take your Adderall before the show every week. <laughs> By the way, Kenyon Green... One snap career at center. Bam! Played all five. He played. He played all five, but it he counts. played one snap, and it was in 2020. All right, well, gentlemen, uh, enjoy the weekend. <laughs> I'll see you back here on Tuesday morning. We'll figure out, uh, you know, we'll probably talk about some draft prospects, if I had to guess. Please do. Rock and roll. Thanks for listening to the draft show. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you all next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!